Fixing hits and goals and saves and slap shots and goons. We've got sportly commentary to what if you commute. But we also cover movies, TV shows, hits and tunes. It's your weekly bowl of hoggy and nonsense. I'm Ryan Lambert from Elite Prospects. Hey everybody, Sean McAdoo from The Athletic. And, uh, well, we have to apologize right off the bat. We're about to say all the same shit we said last week. Yeah. Uh, COVID, the Olympics. It's all bad. It is. And it's, uh, it, 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 this is a weird week to do a podcast because it's like, it feels like we just went through a week where there was a ton of news. Like every time you went on Twitter, there was some new breaking uh, story. And yet, nothing later like what do we really have to talk about yeah, yeah almost Nothing all the happened. games got canceled yep did you uh, did you watch uh vegas tampa last night i didn't you know what i and i probably should have because that it's the last be our game last, you're gonna see for a month last chance for a little while pretty but. good game very very uh very those two teams are so good man it's a oh. potential stanley cup preview yeah it was it was really fun one um I I don't think Vegas uh, in a in a Cup final would go with uh, Laurent Brossois for their goaltender. Yeah, maybe. Um, but boy, you know who looked good last night was a young man out of Russia named Andre Vasilevsky. Heard of Ooh. him? Yeah, he's good. He's yeah. like, like what? What is your list of legitimately good NHL goalies? Like not guys who are. It's short. Good, right, yeah, like the guy where at the beginning of the year, you're like, that team has good goaltending. We don't need to think. Like, it's him, Hellebuck. Yep. Um, and there, there's a few guys that Shisirkin, maybe... maybe. is probably getting there, but... He, he's got to be in that conversation. Just hasn't done it yet enough, I would say, but, but yeah. is, is, he, he feels like the Laner. next one up. Laner, yeah. You can't... You can't you, look... Say what you want about uh, the early part of his career. Uh, Laner has been good every stop he's been on since yeah. Long Island. So, um, and other, other than, than that, that, it's like a bunch of guys who are either bad or they might be good. They might be who knows in a given. You year. would have said John Gibson before the last yeah, couple of seasons. I feel like with Gibson, but, didn't we spend the last few years saying like he's maybe not as good as we think? Like the numbers aren't all that yeah. good, and then. He he's been quite bad the last couple of years. Um, he looks good this year. Carey Price, helps. we have no idea really. Even yeah, and and would you have said that's a guy who's reliably good even before? Yeah, I don't think in so. the regular season, no. Yeah, heard he's so, good in the playoffs. Yeah, I'm told. it's come up once or twice. Uh, other than that, the only guy I can think of, I guess, is uh, Jonathan Quick, who's actually having a great <laughs> yeah. season for yeah. for LA. He's back. Uh, He's back, folks. Eleven years at, of their goaltending, thirty-eight or whatever he is. Uh, he he's got it all figured out. So that's it. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's you know it's the the toughest prediction to or toughest position to predict, obviously. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, but, you but know, the, the point the, being, if you're Tampa and you've got like that yeah. one guy and they're paying him a lot, you're happy to do that. Yeah, I can't say he hasn't earned it. Yeah. There like are a lot of goalies who have not earned the big paycheck. Lock it away. And guy. and you know what, in a, in a way, like even though he gets he gets the real big money, 
he pays a little bit of that back because you can just go super cheap on backup. You just mm-hmm. anybody you grab them off the streets and like, all right, you're the backup. You're going to play 20 games during the regular season against teams we already know we can beat, and you can go home in mid-April because you yeah. are not seeing the and, ice. There is no chance. And the and the other thing, of course, is that like if you're an elite goalie. Whatever, what does he make? Nine and a half million, something yep. like that. Um, if you're an elite goalie, even nine and a half million dollars is actually kind of a bargain. Yeah, as long as you're that every year, right? Because that's and the he thing. Is. You, yeah, yeah. Like he's the the one guy who is because there's other guys. I mean, I, there's there's not a lot of the other guys who make that money. Price is no. is probably the only other one, and he's been inconsistent you know you you're happy to pay 10 million bucks for 10 million bucks worth of goaltending in the nhl the problem is with 90 percent of this league half the time you get three million dollar goaltending or league minimum goaltending because it's just the nature of the position you're just like what's going on Vasilevsky, man every year it's just super good yeah, i think tampa it, might be good i don't know that's my that's my hot take i think i think they're contenders. i think I just looked it up, and they're like eight one and one in their last ten, and that's without uh, Kucherov or Point. Yep. I actually, I just, I just finished like right before we started recording. I just finished writing about a few teams. Um, Vegas looks great. They're like eight and two in the last ten, and they they're like nineteen and eight since like mid October or something like that. Like, you know, one of the best records in the league. Uh they missed Patchy Reddy for a big chunk of that time. They missed Alec Martinez for a big chunk of that time. And uh Mark Stone obviously missed a handful of games. They still don't have Jack Eichel. Jack Eichel uh, just looming off in the distance. He's cause... a few weeks away from allegedly being able to play. Um <laughs> Yeah. Oh, well, goodness. you know, like they, they were acting like, well he might be able to play in the Olympics. And, you know, they would have left for the Olympics in three, four weeks. So mm-hmm. it's that's crazy to think about. Um, yeah, it, it's really interesting. Like how how the the um, this extra time off is like buying time for teams that need guys back healthy. Uh, the Penguins are another one. Seven game winning streak, I think. They're mm-hmm. going to get Malkin back soon. They're going to get Rust back soon. They're going to get Gensel back soon. They're leading healthy scorer right now. Do you know off the top of your head? Is, is it Evan Rodriguez? It is. Still? Yeah, yeah. That's a little unbelievable scary. when you're when he's your guy. Yeah, you've got, and you're you like, know, oh, we're comfortably in a playoff spot. Yeah, and in fact, and trending up over teams. Yeah, trending just, way way up lately. Speaking of goaltending, though, I, I think everybody kind of says, "Well, this is all Tristan Jari." Well, punching above his weight. I, yeah, I but I, I said I, I made like an offhand comment about him in my column this week, where I said, you know, he's he's good except when he isn't, and I had Penguins fans upset about that, saying he's he's been good all year, like he hasn't been bad at all at any point in any game. Like a lot of them seem up, all in, which. Surprises me because I he's, seem I mean, to remember he's that been they unbelievable this year. He has like incredible. Um, I, I for me personally, as not a uh, not a Penguins fan, and that's the thing to say is like you know you you got a negative reaction from fans after saying a, a guy on their team who's playing well might not be as good as he appears. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yeah, wild. Um, 
I, I am kind of waiting for the for the rug to get pulled out from under him a little bit. But with that having been said, they're doing all this much like Vegas. They missed Sidney Crosby for a good chunk of the season to start off. Well, they didn't give a shit. Didn't matter really. Yep. Um, they're they're in great shape despite a bunch of very important players um, missing fairly significant time. It's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Here, here's uh, the, but, just real quick on Jari. Yeah. Just tell me this. Because it feels like we went into this season and everybody was like, oh, yeah, Pittsburgh goaltending is a big problem. Jerry's a bum. Mm-hmm. It, was he actually that bad last year or did he we was just overreact? Terrible he was terrible year, in the yeah. playoffs. But did we just overreact to a couple of bad games in the playoffs, including like the one bad giveaway that was like highlight reel? Did that just make us think that a guy who last year, because I'm, I'm looking at his numbers, he was 909 last year. Well, regular season. 39 games minus 8.3 G sacks. Okay. That's bad. That's, That's bad. really bad. All right. Uh, minus 8.3 was uh, 73rd in the league among goalies who faced at least 50 unblocked shot attempts. Okay. In a league with 31 teams yeah. that each should have two 73rd goalies. out of 92 goalies. Yeah. All right. Okay, yeah. well, that answered that question for me. Then. Yep, that's right. By the way, this is going to be the whole show, is just us flailing around topic to topic. Um, so, settle in. Yeah, sorry, but that that's that's how it's got to be. Um, yeah, okay, let's talk about COVID, though. Um, it's bad. Uh, it's really bad. I think it's like it. 11 teams have at least five guys in the protocols as of yesterday. Yeah. Um. That that's a third of the league uh, with with at least a quarter of their roster in the protocols. Mm-hmm. Um, the Calgary Flames. Do you know what the the Flames' number of guys in the protocols is as of yesterday? Oh man, are they up to like fifteen? I'm doing a thing. I'm I'm pointing with my thumb upward. Okay, uh, what eighteen? A little higher than that. There's only even twenty. There's only twenty guys. It's nineteen. It's wow. nineteen. Yikes. There's there's 23 guys on your active roster at any given time. 19 for the Calgary Flames are on the COVID list. Not great. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, I think we can all agree this is the right thing for the league to do. Just call the Christmas break three, four, five days early. Mm-hmm. Um, get that one last Tampa Vegas yeah. game in just Which, because Tampa was already in Vegas. Exactly. They were when, already there. There was no... Yeah. no Real but benefit to what was it? Was it Washington was in Philly and they mm-hmm. were like, Yeah, we're not gonna play this game. Yep. You gotta be out of your fucking mind. <laughs> so like there was I, I was fully expecting like ten minutes before that game started for them to be like, you know what? We're 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 not happening with this mm-hmm. one actually. We can't we can't let it take place. Um It look. Like I said, it this had to happen, right? And um I don't know how the the thing is I don't know how much good it's going to ultimately do. That's it. That's what we said last week. Like wait, yeah. are you if if you shut down for 2 weeks what are you really accomplishing? Especially since for a big chunk of this all the players scatter across the continent, go home for the holidays. Um you know, you hope people are going to be smart, but it's it's not like everyone's getting locked in a bubble for 2 weeks. Um, so 
it's that it, they're not going to come back and be like, Hey, look at that. Everyone's good. And we move on. Um, so it, it's still, you know, we talked about it last week. It feels like we're rapidly getting to a point where you gotta, you gotta pick a lane between an extended shutdown or you go the other way and you say, you know what, maybe we just do less testing or maybe we let players who are asymptomatic just play. At which point the thing rips through your league even more and, and pretty much everyone gets it, but you you work on the assumption that the players are you know they're everybody's vaxxed except for one guy. Um they're young, they're healthy, nobody's gonna get really sick, you hope, and and you just let it rip and and be done with it. Which for is a which honestly I would be fine with. It's to, like it, that's like where if, guy, the other if that's what guys want to do. Go with God. That's fine. Whatever. But it's the fact that they're going to be like, oh, and there will be eighteen thousand people in the building watching us cough yeah. on each other. And and the other thing is is also you know somebody on I think it was the Reddit pointed out it's it's one thing to say you know the players are all young and healthy. There's there's coaches. A lot of the yep. staff are, are older, you know, and, and it's not just when we say staff, we're trainers and medical and people who are around. And then those people go home to their families. And, you know, at, at one point, how wide is this spreading before inevitably somebody uh, gets more than a little sick? And maybe it's not a player, but um, and it gets very uncomfortable then because you sort of, you know, you might say, well, then then shut it down. If even one person gets really sick, it's not worth it, but it's a billion dollar business and they probably do think it's worth it. And, uh, you know, and, and this is also how we've typically done it every year when it comes to things like, you know, flu and other, I mean, there's, there have always been people who are sick and, you know, people who are out of lineups even, but you just kind of roll with it. Is this different? Yeah, I think it pretty obviously is different. But is it different enough that a league that desperately needs to play these games is going to decide to shut down? I don't think. And they again, do. it's it's not just need to play these games. It's need to play these games in front of eighteen thousand people because they yeah. just played fifty six game season last year with uh, almost nobody in the stands, like on a per game basis. So. Like even as you know, as the season went along, obviously there some teams were like, "Oh, we can do half capacity, we can do three quarters capacity, whatever." Um, ultimately, that doesn't; those numbers are like inconsequential. Yeah. Um, and and so, like the idea that now, what was it like? Uh, is Ontario still saying like half, or are they even going crazier than that? They, yeah, it's uh, 50% and with uh, no eating and drinking, which – so there are right. your concessions as well for the, right. for the game. So um, – and, and like, you know, I one imagines Quebec will, will continue for, for the near uh, future to do a, a similar thing of like game-by-game game basis. We might just say you can't have fans. Um, I think I saw British Columbia is doing something similar. Uh, feels like we're not that far away from some of the bigger cities in the U.S., like maybe L.A., New York, et cetera, yeah. kind of doing a similar thing. Um, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. I don't think there's a good one that anybody's going to like. That that's it. And the one thing that it feels like you you can't do, 
maybe as, as at least as a long-term strategy is what we're doing right now, which is having a schedule acting like we're going to play these games and then one by one canceling them based on, you know, if, if a team has six or seven guys who have tested positive and, and maybe have no symptoms, maybe they feel fine, but they've tested positive so they can't play. Yeah. So I mean, th- Dr. This Steve Eiserman told me that's fine. So what's <laughs> yeah, the big deal? That's right. Uh, it's, but, th- but this is, it, it feels like the direction that we're headed for, other sports is they're just going to say, you know what? If you don't have symptoms, we're not going to test you. Yeah, which is absolutely just a case of covering your eyes mm-hmm. and saying we just we don't want to see. We will not have to cancel games because we won't know how many people are sick, and we we just roll with it. I mean, is that is the NBA doing that formally, or is that is still being talked I- about? I have not seen that they're doing it formally. They might be. Um, I did when I was uh, when I was watching TV last night. I did see uh, a commercial for like, hey, don't forget Christmas Day NBA games. I'm like, you know, there's a, there's a slate of like six or something like that. Yeah. I, and I'm that's wondering their if big even day, half right? of them get so. paid because or get played because um, Brooklyn and Portland were supposed to play tonight as we record this, like Wednesday night, and that just got postponed. Um, so I think maybe even the NBA is approaching a situation where they're kind of like, you know what, might not be that worth it. Um, but the Christmas day for them, I mean, that's enormous. And, and, uh, yeah. And then the other thing is the NFL is obviously like what, two, three weeks away from their playoffs starting. So, mm-hmm. and the NFL just had a really bad week too. moving games. Yes. There were games on Tuesday, which isn't, uh, something normal. Now the N- the NFL has avoided, canceling or postponing any games but obviously there's a lot more flexibility in the schedule when you're playing once a week right um but there is uh, like there's definitely it sounds like that's the direction we're headed is either less testing no testing if you don't have symptoms in which case i mean we know how hockey players are suddenly they're not gonna they're not gonna report symptoms unless they're extreme and you just let it rip and hope for the best, which on the one hand sounds crazy, but but if you're if you got to play games, which if, you do if you're the NHL, yeah, the alternative there, is is you shut it no, down completely, and I yeah, don't. There's no alternative. That's right. Yeah, so it's a mess. Yeah, uh, that sucks, and it means uh, as of 10 a.m. about half an hour ago, as we record this, uh, they they officially announced they're not going to the to the Olympics. Um, now, was there anybody on this particular podcast saying all along that there was no way the NHL was ever going to go to the fucking Olympics? Can't yeah. remember. I'm yeah, not sure. I mean, well, the, so my my thing with it is this: like, I think that they would have let players go if they couldn't find a 35% compelling reason, right? I think this is an incredibly compelling reason to not go. I'm not, like, criticizing them on that front. But with that having been said, like, you know, I'm sitting there feeling like I'm looking at a fucking Peanuts cartoon with all these guys going, oh, let's get ready, Olympic rosters, and I'm just like, come on. Yeah. You know this isn't going to fucking happen. See, I... I really felt like, I mean, this this outbreak 
with this variant and everything is was unexpected. It certainly wasn't something that nobody could have seen coming. The idea that there would there would be a, a bad outbreak around this time, but it, it wasn't expected. I think it was. How long ago was it? Remember, we we had on one of the shows uh, where it was you, me, and the the other guy, and uh, it, we were talking about the percentage chance that we would put on there. Like and less than a month. Greg, I feel like Greg it was, yeah, hundred percent, yeah. And 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 Greg said he he still thought it was close to a hundred percent. I think I just waffled and said fifty fifty like a coward, and um, and you were lower than that, but. Like this, this did shift very quickly. I mean, they were gonna go, even with "quote unquote" normal COVID hanging over everything. Um, but but this did change the equation, and it's the right call, of course. I mean, this this, this would have been a potential disaster to to go in the middle of all this. But I guess you go uh, thumbs up to Gary Bettman. He he got exactly what he wanted, which is. No Olympics and no concessions to the players for not going to the Olympics. Yeah, because that's the other thing that they were like, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll look, you got to give a little to get a little, but we'll, we, we will let you go to the Olympics. We hate to do it, of course, but, mm-hmm. you know, in the interest of getting this extended, uh, I, I think we're, I think we're, we're, we're willing to do it yeah. again, knowing full well that they would be like, you know what? We're just a little worried one one or two of you guys is going to get a hangnail over there in the interest of getting this the the season completed in a timely fashion. Well, we hate to do it, but yeah. And I am not I'm not implying that Batman did anything wrong or nefarious. No, again, it just totally fell into his justified reason. Yeah, in 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 a way, but uh man, it's uh and now we find out what the heck they're going to do with this three-week gap in the schedule um which you know if if you're looking for evidence that the league was at least sincere in in going the fact that half the buildings are apparently all booked up yeah uh you know that would have been a little suspicious if we got to this and they're like yeah we didn't work <laughs> sure. anything um but uh yeah, what do we do uh, apparently some buildings have availability some don't yeah, um, I think they said on 32 Thoughts earlier this week, maybe end of last week, um, that there's a little bit of talk of like, you know what, if there, you might just end up playing the Nashville Predators three times over the next few weeks because ooh. their building's open and, and yours might not be. And it doesn't matter if you were originally supposed to play the Nashville Predators three times or, or, any, uh, or any of that kind of stuff, like it's going to be an unbalanced schedule. And you're yeah. just going to have to live with that. We're, because... we're going to try to get everyone to 82 games. But yep. It's not going to be the 82 that you necessarily thought you were going to play. And there's also crossing the border uh, becomes an issue yep. again. So does it? And so are we starting to hear what's that? It's. It sounds like it's Santa Claus and sleigh bells. No, it's the words fake season. Mm-hmm. Yet another one. Here it is. Wow. And, Three and as, I, as I tell you, I I am not on board with that until I find out how the Leafs did in the playoffs. Then I will <laughs> let you know. But, uh, yeah, yeah the Lightning fans going for the three-peat of fake championships. If they, if, they get th- if they get three fake championships, I will happily give them two and a third. I'll say, you okay. know what? You earned 
slightly more than two out of this. But All right. That's that's fair. I'm, that's I'm, I feel like I'm. I feel like it's worth about point seven Stanley Cups. Okay. You know, there's got to be some analytics on that. That that feels yeah. like something we could calculate. Yeah. The, the, and the other thing I said this last night, just another piece of evidence that they are really throwing up every fucking roadblock they can think of to keep Ovechkin from that goals record, huh? That's it. This whole thing, you know, this uh, COVID. It's all fake. It's all just the brand Wayne call it. Pulling the levers and uh, keeping this to yeah, yeah. I don't know. It, it's it's not the season to me is not going to feel as fake as maybe it did last year. Like if we if we go back to a Canadian division for a month, we've seen these teams play other teams at least. We're not going to have to do yeah. that whole stupid. Oh, what if they're all secretly terrible and this, they they're only winning because they're beating each other? We, Which we've that at least turned out to be one hundred percent the case. Well, kind of yeah, but. Um, yeah, no, it's uh, it, it's going to be like the the guy who makes the NHL schedule is going to make his money this uh, the next week or so. Yeah, because... he's 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 locked in a in a basement somewhere, mm-hmm. just furiously highlighting things in spreadsheets. Um, it it's t- look like like I said, this is all one hundred percent justified. Um, like not yeah. going to the Olympics. There, and there was no option. Yeah. The the they had no choice but to say that of course you can't go, um, but it, it doesn't mean it doesn't suck. And I'm very curious to see how. Uh, I saw the IIHF statement was something along the lines of "Look, we're going to work with the member, the participating nations, or whatever, to to put together some kind of workable rosters." And I, you know, if it's if it's anything like uh, like Pyeongchang, you know, you're uh, or is it Pyongyang? I can never remember which is which. You're, you're asking me on pronunciation. <laughs> That's a good point. Um, well, one is one is in North Korea, famously. Um, but anyway, point is, uh, it, it'll be interesting to see if they just go the same route of like, yeah, we're going to get some college guys, we're going to get some. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then who wants to go there? AHL like, only guys. Yeah. And and, and, and what, how far down do you have to go? Because it's not like yep. the, the 20 best Americans aren't going to go. So 21 through 40 are all automatic. It's, now, Bobby Ryan this week said maybe he'd, he'd want to play. Like there's going to be people. Th- this will be a once in a lifetime opportunity. You're, 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 I, I, it's not like you're going to have trouble filling a team, but uh, ugh, it's uh you know, it'll be another tournament that played in the middle of the night that people won't really. You, you well, won't pay attention fair, unless your be, country is winning, and then you'll jump to in. To be fair, it'll be played at like seven in the morning, seven a.m. Yeah. So, like that's that's a little different. That's in the middle um, of the night than like the know. four a.m. and five a.m. starts we had uh, yeah. in Korea. Well, but I think there are there are games at four a.m. It's just that the just not the American, North American and Canadian teams ones, are right. all scheduled. Yeah. I, I'll tell you the other piece of this, and we don't know yet. I, I don't think how this affects the the women's side, uh, whether you know whether they'll be able to get whether star players will uh, still want to go. But if they do, the the women's game is now the marquee event. Oh, absolutely! Of, of the, like it's you know forget to like uh, not try to be disrespectful to the the people who are going to play on the men's side. But if it's best on best U.S. versus Canada women's hockey. That is 
10 times more interesting and probably entertaining than anything that's going to happen on the men's side. Absolutely. Um, I, I'm looking at this. I'm trying to see if, if I can find like a, any kind of a reasonable lo- quote unquote long list, you know, for, uh, and I, I can't find like a definitive one, but every, everything I'm seeing kind of indicates that at least for Canada and the U S even the long list were just like, here's 50 NHLers, yeah. you know? Yeah, that's it. Um, so I, I wonder how much leeway the IIHF and the IOC is going to give teams to be like completely remaking. Mm-hmm. Well, their... they—I mean, they have to, or else yeah. U.S. and Canada just don't have teams, and right. I don't think that's that's likely. And you know, these—it's pretty extraordinary circumstances. But yeah, it's it's going to be a mix of guys you've never heard of. Guys that you're like, oh, I re- remember that guy. Is he still actively playing somewhere? And uh, you know, on on down the line, and it's some of it. I'm sure we'll get some good games out of it. We'll get some good stories. But it's it's it, it, in a way, this will be even harder than two thousand. Like at least 2018, we we knew they weren't going. We didn't. Yeah, we didn't right. spend months in advance. Yes, three months. In, in 2018, building rosters and arguing about, like, you know, is Marner going to make the roster or is it going to be, you know, Tom Wilson or whoever? And then suddenly it's like, well, it's actually Mitch Wilson. Uh, he's right. really good in the Thunder Bay Beer League and he's yeah. going to, he's going to the Olympics. So he plays for Northern Eastern Michigan State University. Like, yep. yeah, okay. Polytechnic Institute. And yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah. So, yeah, it's. And then it'll be like, obviously, Russia will have like you know probably a bunch of KHL guys and it's yeah like a bunch of active players who are one hundred percent going to the hockey yeah. hall of fame as like you know Russian guys exactly and really I mean would would a bunch of scrappy American amateurs ever have a chance against a Russian powerhouse team at the uh, Olympics? You know what I can't probably imagine. No. Um, boy, it didn't go great last time out, huh? No. So. Did it not? I don't know. I don't even remember 2018. I literally don't remember who won or... Russia I, won, I, okay. famously. I know Canada didn't win, but I don't... What do you mean famously? <laughs> yeah. <It's>, I, <laughs> well, right. Good point by yeah. you. Um, yeah, I, you know, it, it sucks, but this is, this is just... We're going to have to deal with it, I guess. Yeah. Um, See, this is... It, as, as, you know... Pundits, podcasters, writers, this is, uh, like, it, it's, it sucks, and yet we can't even complain about it. Like, no. we can't even sit there and be like, you know who to play? No, there's not, I can't rip on Gary Bettman. I can't rip on the league. They're doing the right things. Uh, Meanwhile, so a bunch of people are uh, listening to this podcast are like, you can't rip on Gary Bettman? Yeah, I can. I totally could. But not for this specific <laughs> That's right. Okay. Thing. That makes a lot more sense. Yeah. Um here's a ad transition apropos of absolutely nothing. Hockey fans. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has a no-brainer offer that'll make you a winner once any shot gets past the goalie. New customers can bet just $1 on any NHL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores. And since the NHL got rid of ties in 2005, you know someone's going to light the lamp. 
If the if a sports book isn't available in your state yet, no worries. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in prizes with their first deposit. So, you're going to want to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code PUCKSOUP, put down $1 bet on any NHL game, and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. That's promo code PUCKSOUP this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. I guess the only other uh, bit of news this week, though is that uh, the Calgary Flames are telling the city to get lost with their uh, arena proposal because of uh, cost overruns. Mm -hmm. That, um, you know, these things tend to have cost overruns, so I can't imagine why anybody's acting surprised. I I think the only surprise here is that we're into overruns and they haven't even broken ground yet. Uh, so yeah, the, if, if, if people are right, cause I'm guessing there's probably people going, didn't the flames or anything get sorted out two years ago? And sure and did. It did. They had an agreement two years ago and it basically was 50, 50, the, the city yes. and the team were going to split it 50, 50 with all the usual complications and so, and I believe the city was also giving them the land. Yes. Um, as opposed to like selling it for yeah. however yeah so it, it it was it was the usual case of a pro sports team using leverage to get a, a pretty sweet deal although not the full ticket that uh, I'm sure right. the Flames would have liked the the context around the deal they got was that remember the Flames kind of publicly threw their support behind a mayoral candidate who got his fucking ass kicked yeah. Uh, right. In the election, and so then they had to go to the bargaining table, uh, you know, with the mayor who um, kind of... Yeah, that they had they tried to tried to screw. And it didn't work. Yeah. So, like, they, they didn't get the... They still got, frankly, you know, 300-something million dollars out of, out of the city. Like, that's not nothing, mm-hmm. you know? Yep. Um, and you know a, a sweeter deal than I think I would have I would have expected given how things worked out for the the people at at the Calgary Flames like ownership table or whatever, um, but yeah so now they're looking at like cost overruns that you know the the city is saying it's like only nine point seven million dollars and you're like well Jesus Christ they're paying like Milan Lucic how much and, <laughs> yeah and the cost overruns are are this um are this little but you know the the flames are saying it's maybe more like 20 million mm. or, or 25 million or something like that so like there's a, li- a bit of a disagreement either way it kind of feels like a rounding error to uh yeah a, a team owned by a billionaire but yeah when you're talking about owned by a billionaire hundreds of millions of dollars and there's yeah it, it's it's a little weird it's it's strange that it feels from an outside perspective, strange that this difference has led to the Flames basically saying the project's dead. Now, yes. with the obvious caveat that this could be a bluff, this could be negotiating, they could be two weeks from now, oh, we've we figured it out, and 
and it's back on. I think that's actually the most likely scenario. Um, is that yeah? They've come Just so trying far. Trying to get an extra, they're... trying to shake a couple extra coins out yeah. of the piggy bank. Absolutely. I think that's that's where this is headed. Uh, I, the the key thing, though, I suppose, is to say that in in there because the 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 current mayor of Calgary announced that the deal was dead and sort of tweeted out a, a little thread about the city's perspective of it. The Flames then put out a statement where they crunched numbers. It doesn't seem that, like, adversarial at this point. Yeah, it, it's it doesn't, not acrimonious, yes, I don't Yes, good, yeah. That, it, it doesn't feel like it's fallen apart and now the knives are out. Uh, it, it sort of is more two sides saying, here's why we've given as much as we can and we, we can't go any further. The key thing is the Flames, in their statement, said that the project's dead – uh, and we'll see if that's true, but they are looking the, – the plan now is to just stay in the Saddle Dome. They did not talk about exploring other options. There is not at this point any threat that they're going to move. They had kind of played footsie with that two years ago that, well, you know, oh, Quebec City and who knows. Um, that's where is, the Houston rumors started with, uh, like, Houston's interested in an NHL team. That's why you got to have – you, yeah. you, that that that's why Quebec City's never getting a, an NHL team because they need to be the Canadian hammer that you can hang over any team. You know, Ottawa will be next. That's not getting an arena, um, and uh, I, I don't think anyone really bought that last time. But they're not even going there at this point. Again, who knows? But um, the, you know, the, the Saddle Dome is not a great building. It's an old building, but it's functional. Um, you could play there, uh, so. That's what they say they're going to do. But I'm with you. I, I think sooner rather than the later, we find out that, uh, yeah, we've come back to the table. We figured it out and, and the project goes forward because they were supposed to have shovels in the ground um, already uh, initially. Yes. And then there was a delay and, and it was supposed to be early in the new year. So um, whether they get to that date, probably not now, but I, I think they'll find something. Yeah, I- it's interesting. I, I just think that, like, you, I, I, mo- mostly my, my feeling is that you can't have two NHL teams at the same time going, yeah, we don't know where we're going to play in the near future if we can't get mm-hmm. a, a deal worked out. And, That's, like, it's not going to let that happen because then you've got, then the leverage goes to the places that want teams. Yes. And this is a leverage and, and, play. And the the issue I think you would say too is that um you know, like the the coyotes are allegedly, you know, the city says they're caught up on their rent now or whatever and, and they, they're agreeing to the deal that but still we still have no idea what the plan is for next season. Yeah. Like they haven't said anything. Everybody it's is saying incredible. they're gonna stay in Arizona but not in Glendale. Right. So where are you going to play? Like, like Craig Morgan wrote a piece where he was like, here's the other options. Um, and, and we should say in Arizona, I get the sense that people still think they're going to work something out with Glendale, that this is this is all. That's certainly what it that, seems like the organization is thinking. It, yeah. But what is the backup plan? And the, the and, and obviously on the outside, a lot of us think the backup plan is you just move the team somewhere else, but they've insisted that that's not the case. So the backup plan becomes either the baseball stadium, um, or there's, there's other 
hockey arenas in the state, but a, a lot of them seat like five or six thousand people. So would the NHL right. play? And and Craig got Bill Daly on the record, like basically asking him, like, would you actually let an NHL team play in a five thousand seat arena? And he was like, yeah, maybe. You know, basically made it sound like if there's an arena being built, like a a, a world class. 18,000-seat arena being built somewhere, yeah, we would ride it out for a few years playing in a minor league rink, but... Uh, insane. Truly yeah. insane. To to be like, yeah, we'd be comfortable playing in, a seat, in an arena that seats 5,500 people or whatever, like, for multiple seasons. Because that's the thing. Mm-hmm. I, I think it was the um, that, that same Craig, Craig Morgan piece that basically said, like, Oh no, like this would be like a three, four, five year situation. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. It takes, it's going to take, because it's, it's being built from scratch. And so I, I don't know. It's that it, everybody all along has said this, it's all negotiating. It's just all leveraged. It'll, they'll work it out with Glendale. But I feel like when you say we're going to kick you out if you don't pay your rent by next week, that's starting to feel a little bit broken to me. How do you mean? Like in terms of it, the relationship is broken. Like they're, oh yeah yeah they're yeah, not yeah patching this up and that right. that doesn't feel like a regular old um, negotiating tactic. No, I agree. Like the fact that they're pretty. Let's put it this way: the fact that they were like, we'd actually really like some assurances that we'll continue getting the money you mm-hmm. will owe us. Yeah, like not not just like give us the money you currently owe us, but. We kind of feel like you're going to skip town. Yeah, yeah. we can see like, that that's you're already good. packing up, and uh, you're you're going to get out of here. And we're trying to, di- yeah, I, I don't know. Um, so okay, I, I pulled up that Craig Morgan column. By the way, uh, Chase Field, the where the where the baseball, the Diamondbacks play, uh, not feasible for twenty for next season. Basically, um, there there's like uh, the Super Bowl is going to be there, so there's just not. They're not well. Be. What would you rather have, the Super Bowl or the NHL? That's right. Um, Tucson Arena, which is uh, notably not really all that close to Phoenix. That that is the biggest possible other venue um, that is currently an active hockey arena, and it seats a little under sixty eight hundred people. Um, Prescott Valley, which is kind of closer, if I'm not mistaken, is 5,100. And the new ASU Arena uh, seats 5K. And, um, yeah, to your point about uh, the Bill Daly quote is, it, quote, depends on the totality of circumstances, but I wouldn't rule it out. Yeah. um, I guess we all get our our jokes in about the Coyotes filling a 5,000-seat arena, but oof, that's uh, not good. Yeah. Not good. So they have six months to figure it out, basically, is what uh, is what the reality is. And, and, and this you seems know, again, like something that would be tricky to figure out. In everybody is saying that they're not going to move, they're not going to move, but... And only one team has moved in 25 years in the NHL, but that team, when Atlanta moved, it was, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine, oh, they're moving. Like, it it was just almost instant, it felt like, is is my recollection that uh, yeah, um, the, the league just one day was like, yeah, it's not going to work, they're going to be in Winnipeg next year. And that was it, so. That's, uh, yeah, it's. 
It's not a good situation, but I, I, you know, it's at least uh, the Calgary Flames have that, right? Like, we're not... We're not Arizona's situation. We we can we can figure something yeah. out, and we can. We're, they're not going to kick us out of our current arena. So. You would imagine not. Uh, yeah, is, is what we're what we're hoping. But yeah, no, it's uh, it's well. I mean, hey, this is this is the NHL, right? There's always got to be somebody somewhere uh, who's who's struggling, and uh, yeah, here we are right now. It's two teams, one of which feels a, like a lot more of a permanent situation than the other. Yep. All right. So since we don't have anything to talk about and we didn't want this show to be whatever, 45 minutes long. Yeah. Um, we thought we would, we would kick around some ideas for uh, the NHL award, like, you know, guys who are in the conversation for various NHL awards. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's start with the big one. Let's go. Let's go with, um, with the MVP awards. Yep. Is Obviously, a- you got McDavid and Dreisaitl, um, both of whom have 49 points in 29 games. Uh, I think you can make... Uh, I'm, I can't believe I'm saying this. I think you can make a more coherent argument for Dreisaitl than McDavid at this point. Really? How so? What's that? More goals. Mm-hmm. Uh, not as bad defensively. Um, I, I'm pretty sure he's still a penalty kill guy, which I'm... Pretty sure McDavid isn't. I guess I could look that up, but I'm not doing that right now. Um, you know, I, I, I just think that that Dreisaitl has looked a little more dangerous. And granted, part of that is he's shooting like 25% or whatever. But, you know, at the end of the season, they don't ask you, uh, well, how good was your shit save percentage, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, those those are goals he has in the bank already. So even if he slows down, which he probably will, he's got a shitload of goals. So yeah, and it's uh, I don't know. It's it's tough. On the one hand, it's it's sort of tough to picture the sort of people who vote on the Hart Trophy putting two guys from the same team at the top of their ballot. So it like they're the two favorites right now, but it feels they already like- did it though. They kind of did. That's the. I mean, Dreisaitl did win. Now the the year that he won a couple years ago, McDavid was hurt for a chunk of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, and and McDavid, I'm just looking at it. He finished fifth in the MVP voting that year. Um, so certainly, the, it, it, yeah, he he McDavid finished fifth. Dreisaitl had 91 first place votes. McDavid had one. So there was a clear tip at some point where. Everybody decided, okay, if you're voting for an Oiler, this is who you're voting for. Yeah. Um, now, would we get that if both of these guys finished the year with 140 points? Right. I, I don't yeah, know. That's right. And yeah. and do is there a scenario where they then split the vote enough that somebody else can come in? The problem is, I it like I'm looking at the names and it feels like there's one other legitimate candidate at this point, and then a whole lot of guys that are. Question Who do you think that legitimate candidate is? That's Ovechkin, I would say. Ovechkin. Because okay, he's got the great story of, yeah, I he's mean, old he's old and he's old. Know, his he's, line mate was missing for a good chunk exactly. of the season. His team's yeah. been injured. His his team is better than expected, even though they're pretty much as good as they always are. But we, but all, all of us in the media thought they were going to fall off, and they're not. So clearly, we can't have been wrong. There must be an extraordinary yeah. 
performance. Um, see, because I think there's a very good option. Well, I, I guess I would also say Austin Matthews is, is a pretty obvious uh, candidate. The Leafs are fucking yeah. unbelievable. Um, he's a huge reason why. But you know who I, I I'm I'm contractually obligated to point out that once again. Uh, everybody on the Colorado Avalanche is missing significant time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and fucking Nazem Kadri has 38 yeah. points in 24 games. That's like he's got the full on MVP story if you really want to lean on the, the V. Like the, the he's it's not the best player, it's the value, and it's all of this. The, the thing is, I just I don't, think he's been unbelievable this year, though. He's been great, he's been fantastic. I just don't know that. I don't know. I would be, I would be surprised to see he, unless you know McKinnon gets hurt again or, or whatever else. He he would have to do it over the full season. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I yeah. I mean, I guess it's 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 a possibility, but uh, I just uh, wonder. Do you think like does Kale McCarr start getting some? Like I know we never vote for defensemen for this award. Yeah, but it's at some uh, point if he's scoring thirty goals. I, I got know. one more for you. Mm-hmm. Who's a team that everybody was like, ooh, their goaltending is going to be not very good this year? Uh, and is very and good. Goaltending is good? Yeah. Who? Carolina. Freddie Anderson uh, has been ridiculous this season. He's yeah. out of his mind. He's like a 930 goalie. I Yeah. I, I mean... I guess I can you, also see Shisirkin for a pretty similar reason. I don't think anybody thought the Rangers were going to be this good. I think that uh, one's maybe an easier easier sell, yeah. but uh, yeah. But I, I think don't. I I look at I look at you know like I, like you said about uh, people kind of discounting the Capitals. I I was like Carolina could be in trouble if their if their goalies are what their reputations mm-hmm. suggest, you know, and. Um, yeah, here's Freddie Anderson. He's the best goalie in the league to to date, I think. Yep. Um, he's you know, he's top, been really good. Is he? Yes. He's your he's your Vesna guy. Is that? Uh, I I think I think you have to give him the Vesna at this point. Yeah, yeah. him. I think the Vesna I would go probably him, Shcherkin, Vasilevsky. Yeah, Jack Vasilevsky's Jack Campbell's been been, been very Jack good. Campbell's been great. Markstrom's had all the all the shutouts. He he's slowed down a little bit of late though. Yeah, and and Bobrovsky's um, kind of gone back to the skids, yeah. not being good anymore. Oh, Bobrovsky's is... been outright bad. In, yeah, in uh, he was great for the first month and a half. Mm-hmm. He was. You Turns know. out they make you play more than that though. Oh, well, bad news mm, for him. But well, let's let's find out. But yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's true. Um, all right. So I, I we mentioned obviously earlier. Uh, Kel McCarr, I think that's like a clear Norris choice, right? Like, is there anybody else even in the conversation at uh, this point? I mean, Morgan a- Riley, Adam, Adam Fox again, Adam Fox, and and Hedman just you know always sort of has a a low floor or a, sorry a high floor, I guess on yeah on true. this. I think um, that's probably it. Yeah, Tony D'Angelo's been good, but I Ish. don't see he, he's it. been putting up points. I don't know yeah. if if I would say he's been I, good otherwise. Putting up points is something, yeah. but he's also missed some games and stuff like that. Yeah. So. The the other guy that maybe if you're if you're looking for somebody who I, I could see their candidacy getting some steam is Aaron Eckblad's been been very good. 
Yeah. And he sort of feels like one of those guys where he's due. He feels at, a little at underrated. Years old. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So just like Drew Doughty, it's the yeah. career achievement award at 27 or whatever it was. Um, but yeah, I think it's but Kel McCarr, Adam Fox, and then Hedman or, or maybe a more like Morgan Riley's starting to get a little bit of buzz. He's been yeah, playing he, great. He's but. been unbelievable this year, and he's a, he's a big, huge reason why the Maple Leafs are where they are in the standings. Yeah. Um, if if he's even like as good as he was last year, I think they're in much rougher shape. Yep. Um, so yeah, I mean, okay, there you go. What, what do you got for Jack Adams? Um, this, this this is interesting to me. Yeah. So I think uh, it, Jack Adams, you're always looking at what's the team that's that's overachieving, preferably with a newish coach. And right now, that's I think the Flames with Daryl Sutter. Like, is he the is he the I favorite? Think the, I think the answer is Dallas Akins, and I don't see yeah. it being... Yeah, I mean, the Ducks are certainly the big biggest surprise. And Aikens. they're, like, it's not just, like, a fluke bullshit thing with them. Yeah. Like, they're playing perfectly well. Um, they're they're certainly, like like you said, they've, they've surprised a lot of people in that people thought they wouldn't make the playoffs this year, and it... I mean, right now they're in a playoff spot. That's not nothing uh, through 32 games. And it, it I, I wrote about it earlier this week. It really seems like, and we talked about it on the podcast last week, it, it's gotten even more to the point where it seems like, yeah, the eight or nine teams that are in the playoff race are not leaving it. Yeah, now. yep. Um, and so, like, at a minimum, the Ducks are going to be in the conversation. Yeah, they're they're there, and then the other one I guess would be if if we're going on the surprise teams is John Hines in in Nashville uh, because yeah, well I mean somebody's going to tell Soros to be a nine forty goalie or mm-hmm. whatever he's been. So I mean that's that's the thing, right? I mean the Jack Adams is it's the broadcasters, right? So yeah, um, it, it, you, th- that's part of it for me. Is if I'm looking at Dallas Akins, I I'm saying okay, I'm a broadcaster. What what has Dallas Akins done? What's his contribute? What has John Hines done? Whereas with Daryl Sutter, it's nice and simple for me. He's the defense possession guy. Yeah. Oh, Calgary's hard to score on, and they're they have good possession numbers. I can draw a straight line from that to Daryl mm-hmm. Sutter. And plus he's, you know, everybody loves Daryl Sutter. He's a million yeah. laughs. So I still have him as my favorite. But you're right, yeah, Aikens is, is especially I mean, if Anaheim makes the playoffs and they're gunning for the top of that division at some point, yeah. that's uh that's Well, I think Vegas is gonna end up running away with it, honestly. I do too. Um, like but- by the end of that se- by the end of the season, but like can I see the the ducks hanging around the, the Flames or even the Oilers? Eh, yeah, kinda. At this point, if the goaltending holds up a little bit, yeah. it, like I said, it would be tough to see them not uh, not hanging around. Mm-hmm. I got two more for you though. Okay. We mentioned it earlier. Their performances is a bit of a surprise. Peter Laviolette in Washington. Hmm. And we we kind of danced around this earlier. Look who's still in the fucking playoffs despite every important player on the team missing a significant amount of time, the Pittsburgh Penguins. Yep. You're trying to tell me Mike Sullivan, 
is, is being carried by fucking <laughs> Evan Rodriguez. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, Come Mike on, Sullivan man. is one of those guys where, I mean, if, if, if we're drafting coaches, I mm-hmm. feel like he's in your top five, and yet he yeah. doesn't. I think people go, well, he's got Crosby or whatever, but... Every we see this every I mean that's the joke right with the Penguins is the the Mark Donk uh, thing yeah that's a lot of that's got to be on him so uh, yeah credit to him the the other guy that I guess I would just throw out there is Gerard Gallant just because the the he's he's the cliched Jack Adams candidate yes. new coach good reputation starts with a new team that team immediately makes a jump um, that's sometimes all that the voters really need to see to know that yep. this guy's a good coach uh what do you got uh, let's put it this way two three weeks ago everybody's saying lucas raymond has this shit sewn up for the calder yeah. well the the two red wings he you know more cider more cider yeah sure and then what and then here comes a little boy out of boston university <laughs> His name's Trevor Zegras. He does the thing with the puck over the back of the net. Yep. He Ruins gets hockey. scared in that uh, in that video that everybody loved from yesterday. Yeah, that was a good video. Pretty good, yeah. Went on a little too long, just like any fucking Impractical Jokers style gimmick. Mm-hmm. Wrap it up. It's not that funny. Um, Trevor Zegras, this kid fucking rocks. Yep. He's fun. We love him. And let's put it this way. If he's playing meaningful minutes for a legitimate playoff contender, I think voters will somewhat justifiably say, mm-hmm. well, you know what? I feel like that matters more to me than uh, Lucas Raymond and Moritz Sire playing unbelievably well for a team that sucks. Yep. And, and the and, Red Wings suck. And, well, I mean, they've they've the record's better than we thought it would be at this point but yeah not not because of, and and dogs. because of those two guys yeah. absolutely and With that having been said they're not going to hang around the playoff picture and, and yeah i mean they're 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 not and again kind of like with the heart you you do get into some concern about vote splitting here except historically voters have been fine giving multiple Calder votes to the same team. It's not like the heart where it's like, can you really be the MVP if you're not even the MVP? Like you can, you can be, you can have two or three or more great rookies on a team. So I don't think that's an issue for Detroit. Um, But I, and, and I, you know, I hate to say it because maybe it sounds a little dumb. Like the fact that Zegers has that highlight, that signature moment kind of does, I think, nudge him up a little bit. Yeah. I agree. When we're sitting a lot of times, you know, sorry to say it, like we we don't watch every game of every team all the time because there's not enough time to. Well, do I do. You, you I've do. Never, but you're yeah, the only I one, do. and I've never looked at a spreadsheet in my entire life. So. Exactly. But it, there, it's it's you sit there and go, okay, what 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 I remember from this person? What do I remember seeing that you won't have that with Zegers, right? You'll just be like, yeah, I I remember that play. Uh, that it, it, was it, cool. In what could be a close-ish, you know, whereas Lucas Raymond's been amazing and has great numbers, but, you know, quick, picture Lucas Raymond, and it's like, you know, and, and of course, it, voting on these awards should be much more than that, and for most voters it is, but if it comes down to a tight race, um, yeah, have, having that signature moment on your resume might nudge him just a couple of extra votes that could end up being the difference. Right. And again, like Zegers is coming on a bit strong here 
Uh, yep. He's got 20 points in his last 17 games. Yeah. So, yeah. there and, uh, and it, it feels like... Then there's a few it, goalies, and it just sort of... I don't think there... See, I was I was just thinking that. like Because I uh, going into the season, I thought Spencer Knight... Yep. If Bobrovsky was bad, Spencer Knight would be a, a pretty clear candidate. Obviously, Bobrovsky wasn't bad for a good chunk of the year, but Spencer Knight's sitting on 892 right now, mm-hmm. and the only guys in front of him, uh, it, it, you know, uh, that that I would say, like, have played a, a, a decent number of games are Jeremy Swayman, who's, I would say, a clear 1B in Boston, and he's been very good. But he's a clear 1B. He's only yeah. played 14 games. Should probably be more, but... Agreed. And Alex Nedeljkovic, who has also been good. It's his ninth rookie season. Yeah. Um, he was a Calder finalist last year, so that on its own might have some people either confused or just saying you can't be a rookie of the year finalist two years in a row, which yeah. Yeah, that makes certain well, I mean, sense. you can. It's in the rules. But, yeah. um, but the other thing to say about him is, again... Detroit's not going to be this good all year. You so think, if he yeah. starts dropping a bunch of games, blah, 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 suddenly yeah, you're, you're like, right, like third, uh-oh. third Red Wing on a ballot. Yep. And and the, then the other one we haven't mentioned is uh, good old Michael Bunting, the 34-year-old rookie yes, in Toronto. That's right. Austin Matthews keeps bouncing pucks off his skate and... And I think he'll be properly viewed as such, right? Like, he's, he's having a great season. Nobody's taking that away from him. But is he having, like, a rookie of the year kind of a season? No, come on. Grow up. Um, all right, what, what what are we forgetting? What are we forgetting? We uh, said the Norris. We said... Do, do you want to do GM of the year? Who's been the Marc Messier leader of the year, do you think? Oh... How, has Patrice Bergeron ever won that? Like, this is a legitimate question. I don't know I, the answer. I have that no feels idea. like that's got Bergeron all over it at some yeah, point. That right? uh, I would be surprised if he hasn't. But let me look that up. Um, yes, he did. He won it uh, last year. Actually. Oh well, there you go. Okay, I don't think he's going to win it this year then. Probably not. Um, no, because you can't. You can't be a good leader two years in a row. It's just not. Well, you can be. You can't be the happens. best leader two years. That's in a row. true. That's true. Um. I, I was gonna say Selkie. I don't. I don't really have a strong opinion. Who's, oh, yeah, who's a who's a good uh, defensive forward? Austin Matthews is a good defensive forward. I don't know. Maybe. Just Let's put it, it this give way: Lager like, on again. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Um, it, it's all. This is this is my long term uh, like theory about this is. You get it a year or two after you actually deserved it. So let's like go back and look at who who should have won it in 2019. I feel like this is his year. Yep. That sounds so. about right. By the way, I just looked it up. Alexander Ovechkin has never won the Marc Messier. Oh, this is absolutely the fucking Gotta year. Got to be him this year. Right? Absolutely. Yes. Great fucking call. Wow. This is why you're the best in the biz, Sean. That's it. Nobody can um, nobody can quietly type hockey reference queries. That's like right. I do while someone else is speaking. Um, who do you got for who do you, do you think Ovechkin wins the Rocket, or you think he slows down a bit? Um, I mean, I I think he slows down, but I've been saying that yeah for well, five years I, now. I mean, Drysital is is obviously. Uh, it's him, it's Matthews, it's Dreisaitl. Like, it, yeah. I guess you're picking race. between those three. It's a real nice... It's going to be a really fun race. Fun race. Um, and it could, unfortunately, come down to 
which teams play the most games and that sort of thing, but I guess yeah. we'll deal with that. Well, the, my only other concern is now that uh, Nick Backstrom is allegedly back like a boat anchor around Alex Ovechkin's neck, hauling <laughs> that stiff up and down the ice. Yeah. You, you get Look, all I'm saying is you get him loose of Nick Backstrom, look what he does. 35 years old. He could have been doing this the whole time. Gretzky's record okay. in tatters, 2016. But he wouldn't have made that commercial. That's so, true. You balance out. So. All right, and uh, one last one. Let's figure out who is the Con Smythe winner of this season. Ooh, boy. Um, I don't know. I'm just kidding. I'm going to go let, with Let's do this. Seat. President's Trophy. Who you got? Who you, who you think finishes with the best record in the league? Because I think there are, like, six good candidates here. Yeah, it's... Uh... Right now, I might say, I might say Tampa now, but I don't feel understandable. Great about it. Like, Colorado's Very understandable. not Colorado and Vegas. I, I like as cup favorites, but I don't know if. Well, let me put it this way: I really like how. Uh, how Toronto is coming on. I don't look, I know you're going to be mad about this, but probably I, I can easily see a scenario where it's the Leafs easily. Yeah. I, I mean, they're, uh, I'm just looking at their right now. Tampa's in first place overall, uh, with points. The Leafs are two points back and have played the same number of games P- points percentage. It's Carolina. The Leafs are one point back. Carolina has one game in hand. So yeah, I mean, it, Night one, the Leafs could move into first. I, the Toronto Maple Leafs winning the President's Trophy and losing the first round would be a very <laughs> Leafsy yes. result that would, I think, satisfy everyone. So yeah, not uh, not a bad call. Um, and and you know what, you mentioned them. I think Vegas is in a position where if they get Eichel back, and he's what we think of Jack Eichel being, and Chandler Stevenson moves down to the second line, or even the third line, if you want to say the Misfits line is the is the number two, um, I can see them really devouring that division. Which, you know, Vancouver's performance aside, um, is starting to look a little bit more like we thought it would, where it's like, yeah, I don't think anybody in that division is particularly good. Um, Vegas has the sixth best record in the league since, like, whatever, mid, like I said, mid-October, and they're getting all their big guns back. And, like, Mark Stone looked fucking phenomenal last night. I don't know. Oh, you didn't watch that game, you said. He looked incredible until he left with a precautionary injury. Um, Patchy Reddy's putting the puck in the net like nobody's business. You know, if, if the goaltending holds up and like Laner Laner stays healthy or whatever, I, I can got, re- I can really see these guys going on a big fucking run in yeah, the second half. That's not that that's not a bad pick. I, they've got ground to make up, but they've got fifty games to do it, and it's and uh, that's fifty games against the Coyotes, the Kings, mm-hmm. the Kraken, the Oilers, the Flames, the Canucks, like. <laughs> And yeah, of course, even the Ducks, right? Like yep. everybody in that division, you look at that and you go, mm, Vegas should beat them more often than not. So I don't know. I think I, I think it's interesting. 
Yeah. Um, no, but like yeah. Uh, all right. One one more thing here. We're we're coming up. It's uh, it's the end of the year. I I know that. Uh, let let's put it this way. Let's do Sean's pop culture review. What did oh, you <laughs> take in pop culture wise in the year twenty twenty one? Oh man, not I, well. I I watched a few movies. I did, but I'm, right. I'm trying to now remember like. Good. 2021 like what i feel like i'd be naming movies and you're like yeah that came out two years ago and right be like, you're like jurassic park when did that yeah come out? <laughs> exactly i'm like looking down the list of like best movies of 2021 and i haven't seen a ton of them i did see power of the dog we mentioned that a few times mm-hmm. um other than that what the hell did i watch um I, I will, you know what? I'll I'll throw this out there as something that I uh, watched uh, that I I was really impressed with when I watched it, and then I kind of put it aside and thought I'd go back to it because I wasn't sure how it would hold up in my mind, and it's held up really well. Is the uh, uh, Bo Burnham's Inside? Uh-huh. This is the comedy hour that isn't really a comedy that he filmed on his own uh, while he kind of went nuts. Uh, over the, it, it's, it, it got a lot of positive reviews and everything. And, uh, I, looking back, I think it was dessert. I think it was really, really good. And as a, like a comedy, more of a stand up comedy guy, and this isn't that. Um, but I thought it was really impressive what he managed to do. So that's, that, that's my recommendation for the year. Go, go see, go see that, except don't if you're just looking to feel happy about something because you won't come out of that feeling good at all. Um, the thing I saw recently, it's going to be in theaters for another couple of weeks. Folks, you got to see West Side Story. I'm going to say still, this. I still feel like you're doing a bit with this. I, I do not. It rocks. It's so good. Wow. And I'm going to say this. Better than the original. Huh. Okay. This young Spielberg director maybe has... Uh... Yeah, he's got he's got a little something to to him, I think. Um I just looked it up by the way. I have, uh since theaters opened back up uh in the year 2021, I have seen 48 films in theaters. Wow. You um got me beat. Yeah, I I I figured I might um and it'll be 49. I'm seeing The Matrix in like 3 hours. So uh looking forward to that as well. Um any other any other big movies? Uh, I think the last duel is out on various uh, mm-hmm. you know digital platforms or whatever. See the last duel, folks. It, it's a great movie. Everybody is seeing House of Gucci, um, a a lesser entry into the uh, um, Ridley Scott catalog compared to the last duel. Uh, he okay. put out two movies in the space of. A month and a half or whatever um yeah I, I i thought the last duel rocked um i haven't really put a ton of thought into my top 10 or whatever films of the year um but yeah i i, I licorice pizza was great i think i said that so okay i don't know you're 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 about to have a lot of options available to you um spider-man was fine i don't know and and you were where on on dune as a you you like fifteen that, right? out of ten. Was, wow. Uh, as as a as a fan of the book, um, books plural, I guess. Um, I, I I was hoping that it would be exactly how it turned out to be. 
I, I don't know what I would have done differently um, with, you know, making a movie of the first 40% of a book. Right. And it's, is, is this one of these, like, they're, they're already, they've already got part two on the way. Like they've just split. They, uh, yeah, they, they were like, we're going to make it. And if it does well, we'll make the, the second okay. half of the first book. Um, and that has already been greenlit. I believe production begins like middle of next year and it's right intended for like end of 2023, if I'm not much mistaken. Um, but yeah, very, very exciting, um, film for me, Dune. Uh, I don't know how it will translate to the home viewing experience. I saw it, uh, both times I saw it, I saw it in IMAX. So, um, that helped, but I mean, it rocks. It's so good. So yeah, see Dune. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so that's it. We're done. We're done. Uh, again, just really not a ton to talk about, uh, this week. Um, Tried to give you as much filler as possible. Yeah. Uh, we're off next week. We should yep. say that. We're gonna, main we're show's take, off. Bunch main of show stuff off. still on the Patreon and yep. a bonus on the way and all of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so we got all that coming to us, but otherwise, uh, we, we, we sincerely hope you have a great... Well, I don't want to speak for Sean. I personally hope you guys have a nice holiday. I, I uh, insincerely hope that well, you have a great holiday. Just, Better than nothing. He could have yeah, said he hoped take, you don't have a good holiday. Exactly. I wouldn't say that out loud. That's right. Um, but yeah, uh, if you, if you want to uh, find more of my work, I can't imagine why you would. Uh, sign up for EP Rinkside uh, Premium. If you use the code I love EP, you get some extra months tacked on to the end of an annual subscription. Annual subscriptions only. Um, but we got we got a ton of great shit on there, especially. With World Junior coming up, like, next week, right? Like, Sunday, maybe I, even? Apparently, yeah. I think it yeah. starts. So, yeah, uh, go, go get your go get your uh, your roster breakdowns and who, all that who stuff. Who did you guys get, like, did, wasn't there, like, a big endorsement? Didn't somebody tweet? Uh, Gordon Miller were? said uh, EP's coverage and, and, uh, and, de- and information and all that kind of stuff is invaluable, I believe, was the word he used. Not bad. So... There, I, I just looked at it right here. Predicting the entirety of the 2022 World Junior Championships. You want to know who's going to finish where and all that? I guess you're just going to have to sign up. Oof. There you go. How's that for a tease? Uh, you find me on The Athletic. Uh, my usual stuff uh, is uh, both written and my podcast with Ian Mendez. Um, check it out. It's, it's fun. We've got uh, tomorrow's show is going to be our uh, 10 weirdest stories of the uh, NHL season. So we're going to, uh, no shortage of candidates there. Absolutely. Yeah. You're going to, you're going to talk for 45 minutes about Dylan Larkin bought that guy a beer. That's right. Yeah. That, that Can was, you believe how much people lost their minds over that? Like, it, oh, it was a little really bad. It's, it, it, I've it said this before though. This is what happens when you have a league where nobody has a personality is somebody shows a little personality and we all have to go, Completely insane over now. There's a leadership award guy. You know what? Ooh, could happen. He bought a beer. Get on it, Lucas Raymond, to be good. Yeah, that's right. All of those things. He sent Steve Eiserman some very interesting YouTube videos. That's right. Look, he's just asking questions. Um, 
yeah, that's it. Happy holidays, folks. Appreciate it. Uh, yeah. We'll, we'll talk to you on the Patreon. See Stay ya. safe. Sticks and hits and goals and saves and slap shots and goons. We've got smoothly commentary to what if you commute. But we also cover movies, TV shows, eats and tunes. It's your weekly bowl of hockey and nonsense. Box soup.